This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to my favorite murder the mini-sode. This is where we read you back your emails that you send us of your hometown murders. We have uh, both developed a slight slur. Um, <laughs> we don't know why. It could be brain damage mm-hmm. of some kind. Shared a folly adieu, if you will. Mm-hmm. We're not sure, but uh, we both begun to pronounce things incorrectly and um, just kind of talk. We're talking weird these yeah. days. And that's how you have a podcast. Yes. I think that's really the goal. If you've podcasted enough, mm-hmm. your mouth stops working. Yeah, that's when you know. God bless. Um, okay, Karen, you go. I go first. Okay. Oh, so this, the subject line is Tampa Murderinos meet Lisa McVeigh. So mm. I will do, I'm not sure how much they go into it, but I will just tell everybody else this. When we were in Tampa, Florida, one of the stories I did was Bobby Joe Long, who's a serial killer from down there. And his last victim was, a, at the time, a 17-year-old girl named Lisa McVeigh, who basically outsmarted a serial killer who had already killed, uh, I think, 11 women, between 9 and 11 women. And... Um, she got away and then basically at the end became um, a, a sheriff's officer for the for Tampa. Amazing. Everyone cried. It was a super cool ending. Yeah. It was a fun ending to have. Uh, it's fun to have an ending, um, as we've both learned. Um, but also then it, that like that the victim then becomes the hero. Totally. Is like, uh, obviously, everybody loves that. Okay. So this email starts out. Hi, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and Pets. Today, I and several other Tampa murderinos had the thrill and honor of meeting badass survivor Lisa Noland, formerly Lisa McVeigh, the badass who survived both childhood abuse and serial killer Bobby Joe Long, and then went on to become a police officer. The day after the Tampa show, a murderino got a flat tire, and the police officer who stopped to help her was none other than Lisa. What the fuck? <laughs> yep. She got in touch with the Tampa Bay Murderino Facebook group, and we all set up a brunch. Oh my god! Forward slash toy drive for the Mary Lee House, oh, a local shelter for severely abused children that Lisa regularly does work for. I am gonna cry. On top of having a great afternoon, we got to bring a little joy, a little bit of joy to abused children, some of whom have never owned a toy before. Lisa is a wonderful person, and she says she would have loved to have been at the show had she known about it. And now she's a member of our little group. Oh, my God. On behalf of all Tampa murderinos, stay sexy and keep making a great show. Hallie. Oh, my fucking God. That's bananas. So basically, a murderino who was at the Tampa show where I told that story gets a flat tire. The cop that pulls up is the woman that I showed this big picture of and that we all applauded and cried for because it was the greatest yeah. 
ending to a story like that. She meets her the next day and now Lisa, like I want to say her correct last name, Lisa Noland, Officer Lisa Noland is now a Tampa murderino. That's so crazy and it's so fucking heartwarming and the toy drive aspect, oh, come on. Please give, if Lisa as a police officer is does work for and gives to the Mary Lee house in Tampa, Florida, yeah. if you have five extra dollars, yeah. please give it to the Mary Lee house in Tampa, Florida. Let's do it. That's, I love that. That's beautiful. Amazing. Great. Great work, you guys. Great work, Tampa Murderinos. Oh, Thank you. This podcast. I can't. Bigger than us. Way bigger. All right. This is called I Danced Awkwardly in Front of the Cheshire Murderer. Ooh. Hi, Georgia, Stephen, and Associated Creatures. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My hometown is, in, is the very suburban and rather affluent town of Cheshire, Connecticut, made famous by the home invasion murders of the Petite family that occurred there in 2007. Horrible. The crime was shocking in its brutality and also because of the one of the murderers came from a prominent local family. Josh Joshua Kamasajewski. Insane. Right? Yes. Was adopted by a very religious by very religious parents who also took in foster children, one of whom allegedly sexually abused him as a boy. Uh, Joshua was Joshua's adopted paternal grandparents were extremely prominent figures. Theodore Kamasarjevsky was a famous Russian theater director and son of a princess. Shit. Three exclamation marks. <laughs> We and love royalty on this show. <laughs> and Ernestine Stodel was a modern dancer who had performed with Martha, Martha Graham and became an author and dance teacher later in life. Wow. Miss Stodel, as I knew her, lived in a bucolic 65-acre farm in the rural outskirts of Cheshire with her son and his family, including young Joshua. Enter me, an awkward preaching with little to no dancing ability, who took lessons in the gorgeous converted barn studio. Wow. I recall a high beam ceiling and a baby grand piano that Miss Stoudel herself would play to accompany our efforts, and then she would serve us cookies and juice. She was incredibly graceful and refined, and an uh, extremely kind teacher. Her grandson, Josh, Joshua Komisarjewski, was around my age but homeschooled and would have been living on the grounds of the dance studio when I was traipsing around in tights and a leotard. Innocent and carefree and mostly in it for the snacks. Huh. <laughs> in addition to the alleged sexual abuse, he had severe mental health issues and apparently suffered from no fewer than five head traumas during childhood. Oh, God. Yikes. I was no longer living in Cheshire when the Petit family was murdered. Is it Petit? Is that right? I'm not sure. I want. I was gonna say Pettit. Pettit. Is it P E T I T? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's Pettit. Fuck. Sorry. But I. But I don't know that for okay. sure. Sorry, everyone. When they, they were murdered, but I was definitely creeped out to learn that one of the pe perpetrators was related to my former dance instructor and was lurking on the premises when I was studying with her. It was such a senseless act of cruelty, and I was relieved to learn that Mrs. Sotel, although still living, was unaware of her grandson's crimes. She died a few months after the murders occurred at the age of 95. Such a tragic situation all around, and it shattered the locals' false sense of security in our quaint New England town. Thanks for covering the Cheshire murders in one of your early episodes. Yeah, I did it. Right. I got so excited when you mentioned your friend Sean because, of course, I know him and did theater with him back in the day. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. He and James Vanderbeek are probably the only famous people who are not murderers <laughs> from our town. <laughs> SSDGM, Meredith. Uh, thanks, Meredith. Yeah, that's um, my friend Sean. 
who was the one that recommended that that was right when I was starting at a job that he and I worked at together mm-hmm. and he totally did that thing where he was like hey so have you ever heard of this one well, is and that the one where, with the fire yes uh-huh. and the dad runs to the neighbor of like somebody go yeah. do something it's so awful it's so awful and so extremely violent yeah. and sen- like when they say senseless and you know when Sean was telling me about it it's like a, of course that classic thing where people are like no one locks their door everyone walks around yeah. it's a very specific like kind of lifestyle yeah. and then everyone was just Ugh, horrifying so horrible okay then the subject line of this is my grandma was haunted by a nazi prince yes please i mean that's again royalty um all right hi first of all i love your podcast you guys are great etc uh i have binged every every singular episodes for the past two months which has been my greatest accomplishment since grad school graduation (laughs) since i'm unemployed and no one will hire me um anyway my grandmother grew up in nazi era germany she and her family moved from cologne to weisbaden as refugees after their home was bombed side note hitler campaigned at her school slash church in his early years as he rose to power she told me the story so casually one day over lunch that's fucking crazy in weisbaden um, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. She moved to Birch Palace, an old castle-like building built for an old prince or something. I'm probably getting some of this history wrong. That's okay. <laughs> we support you. Uh, the palace was converted into an apartment building during that time Rad. to help house those who lost their homes. Oh, my God. Obviously, there were rumors it was haunted. Everything was fine at first, but my grandma and her sister began to notice weird footsteps and noises. Typical ghost shit. One night... They heard footsteps coming down the hallway to the door to their room. Oh, and the door to their room began to violently shake like someone was trying to get in. It stopped after a minute or so, but it it happened again and again every night for about a week. Their parents told them they were dreaming or imagining it. They even said it could be the dog or their little brother playing tricks on them. How could a dog play a trick like that? Yeah. Hey, I'm a dog. I'm playing tricks. What's up? The dog with both paws shaking a doorknob. Giggling into his paw. (laughs) I'm really fucking with them. One night they decided they were going to put flour down on the floor (gasps) Mm -hmm. smart that's paranormal activity style um to see if it was in fact their brother or a dog since it was dark neither of them could see the flower would see the flower and leave footprints Mm -hmm. that night it happened again footsteps down the hallway door shaking doorknob rattling and that night the door actually flew open (gasps) and no one was there yeah there were no footprints in the flower. Both my grandma and her sister flipped out and ran to their parents' room, but it actually never happened again after that night. They moved out soon after. Oh. Okay, that's it. Love you guys. Bye. XOXO, <laughs> Melissa. Fucking Nazi shit, man. Shit. That's some good stuff. Some Send us Nazi era stuff, please. I mean, God. Amazing. Wow. And Nazi era stuff could be from 2017. Oh. Welcome to America. Mm-hmm. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the 
critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. This is called my favorite murder in my small town. Hello, just wanted to tell you about a huge murder that happened in my small town in Ohio. My uncle was a detective at the time and was assigned to a murder case of a woman whose torso washed up on the banks of the Miami River in Butler County, Ohio. It was 1998 and I was a sophomore in high school. Since my uncle was investigating, we paid attention to a lot of what was going on. The torso washed up in the banks of the river. That's right. Just a torso. Torso. No arms, legs, or head. Creepy, right? 
Then, no wait, the investigation was slow going because they had to bring forensics, forensic anthropologists in to determine the remains, to examine the remains, excuse me, and then DNA testing to try and identify the body. It was later confirmed through the DNA testing that it was a woman named Cheryl Durkin. She was what they titled to be a high-risk victim because of her lifestyle choices. She used drugs, and it was said that she was a local uh, sex worker. After further investigation, it led them to the house of James Lawson, and after inspection of his basement, found that is where he had dismembered her. If I remember correctly, his mother was the one who assisted the police in the investigation. Her other body parts were found in a nearby park in Preble County, Ohio. Lawson was questioned before, before... for suspicion, but was released due to lack of evidence to hold him. So after the discovery of his, his murder chamber, the manhunt began. It was all over the news, and it was even featured on America's Most Wanted. It was eventually, that was eventually how they caught him. Apparently, he had made a new life with a new girlfriend, and at one of their family functions, he was acting all weird and dodging photos and cameras. <laughs> ah! One of the family members saw him on the show and called it in. Little fun fact, we maybe can't call it fun, but quite creepy, where he lived in Middleton, Ohio, was right down the street from our local middle school where I just attended and walked frequently past. Thanks for not cutting me up, Mr. Lawson. Not sure if you would be able to find it, but the new detective's television show came to town and shot an episode about the case. My uncle, Tony Dwyer, is on the show as well as other investigators, family and friends of Mr. Durkin, and ev- and even has some pretty awesome reenactments. Wow. Mindy. That's exciting. Yeah. New detectives comes to your town. Dude, for sure. family gets to be on it. Yeah. It's a big deal. Love it. Yeah, that one sounds familiar to me. Yeah. Torso. Uh, shit. A torso. That's Keep your eye out for people who avoid cameras. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thanks for listening to this hometown. Send yours to my favorite murder at Gmail. Hometown murders, stories, ghost stories, Nazi stories, your parents' stories. Just like a good story. Good stories. But creepy. Creepy good stories. And true, please. Yes. True, that's, creepy good. Uh, that's the given. There's it's a trifecta. There's a, there's true. A, go ahead. No. True. true creepy. Nazis. Good. Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> there's four. Okay, now there's a four trifecta. Thanks for listening. It's a four trifecta. It's a four trifecta. Uh, stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Bye. Bye. Elvis, you want a cookie? That's a yes. Good boy. <laughs>